Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Join in on services and classes that will ignite your faith and stir you to go to the next level. Today's podcast is a class Ryan recorded for Faith at River Bible Institute titled, What Faith Is Not. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So for our our, uh, first class today, we're going to talk about what faith is not. Faith, if you can see my little whiteboard here, faith is not hope. Faith is not hope. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So it's separate from hope. Faith is different than hope. Faith is more than hope. There's hope. Faith is tangible hope. It's a substance of things hoped for. Can I have a volunteer to write on this board for me? Good handwriting? Yes, ma'am. So on the side of... Um, so I'll call them out and we can just kind of... Uh, categorize. So hope is waiting. Faith has already received. And and we're going to end the class. Thank you guys for coming. (laughs) Faith is not waiting. You don't have to write all these down if they overlap. Um, Faith has already received. This is from the book. What God is simply telling us is faith is laying hold of the unseen realm of hope and bringing it into the realm of reality. Faith is present tense. So if you would write that. Present tense. Faith is now. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Not later, faith is the substance. Now, faith. Faith is laying hold of the unseen realm of hope and bringing it into the realm of reality. Hope is later. Faith is now. Faith receives now based on God's word and counts it as done. A lot of these are going to interlap, but I just want you to see the picture. Hope will receive one day. If it is not now, it is not faith. Faith says it is mine now. Hope says I will have it one day. Faith rejoices. Hope waits. I think that's all I need for for right now, but that's perfect. Thank you. Faith looks to the spirit realm, not the natural realm. Faith and hope cooperate. 
hope, cooperate. I'm going to give you an example. To have faith, you must have hope first. I don't want to pin faith up against hope. They both have their place, but they are not the same thing. To have faith, you must first have hope. I want you guys to catch up, and then I'm going to read you through this. Let me give you an example. The sinner is hopeful that if heaven exists, he can make it. I just want you to hear this. You, if you want to write it, you can, but I, want you, I don't want you to be transcribing notes like we're in a courtroom again. You get to the end, and you're like, I, I got every single word. I heard none of it, but I got it all. <laughs> the sinner is hopeful that if heaven exists, he can make it. The sinner is hopeful of heaven. Heaven is one day. The sinner has hope because if there is a heaven, there is at least a chance that he can go. When the gospel is preached, it awakens the hope of heaven. When Jesus is fully preached, the sinner has his eyes opened to not only the reality of heaven, but of his sin, the cross, and the decision he must make. When he hears that Jesus died for him, and his part is to believe, repent, and receive, his hope turns into faith. His faith is acted upon, and the sinner becomes the righteous. To have hope, so, so faith to have faith, you must first have hope, right? So we preach the gospel. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Eternity's forever. So there's this hope. Man, everyone wants to live forever. I heard C.S. Lewis say that it's, or maybe it was Chesterton, he said, one of the strangest things in our existence is death. It comes for every man, but it's no less strange because we were meant to live forever. Death is a strange thing. Inside of us, death feels weird. It happens to every single person, but it's still, when it hits, it hits hard. And I can't, it's harder when someone dies prematurely, but it's because it's unnatural to our human experience. We were not meant to die. And so when you preach on the reality of heaven and eternal life, there's something inside the spirit of man that says, yes, I wasn't born to fade to black. I wasn't born out of uh, explosion and nothing's for nothing. I was born an eternal creature. YOLO, you only live once. No, you only live forever. Y'all, yeah, it's not, it doesn't roll off the tongue. That's why I didn't say it. I didn't say it. it Sounds like a weird German name. Is Wilhelm in here? I found out that Wilhelm, that name, uh, he, uh, the, the chancellor for Germany, who when World War I started, was Kaiser Wilhelm. I, re, I was studying World War I the other day, and I was like, man, Wilhelm, it was kind of, that's kind of a terrible name. <laughs> Like, there's Hitler, and then there's Kaiser Wilhelm, like, of all the German names not to have. Don't tell him I said that. This is terrible. Why am I talking about this? <clears throat> I, yeah, I found out there's recordings. I didn't know there was recordings. They're like, can I just listen to the recordings? I'm like, there's recordings? Oh, I got to change some things here. All right. So to have hope, so to have faith, you must first have hope. There's the hope. Hey, if there's a heaven, then I can make it. But then faith comes. So hope can precede faith, but faith also precedes hope. To have hope, you must first have faith. To have the hope of heaven, you must have faith in Jesus Christ. This is something that I've, that jumped out at me about 15, 20 minutes ago, and I've never seen before but is literally changing my world as we speak. Faith 
and it's going to sound very elementary when you say it. You don't have faith for something. Faith is always in someone. Faith is in Jesus Christ. I do not have faith for finances. I do not have finance faith. I have Jesus faith. And Jesus was made poor so I can be made rich. I do not have faith to be healed or faith. I don't have healing faith. I have Jesus faith. And Jesus is my healer. I'm working on my faith, brother, to overcome this sin. I'm working on my faith to be righteous. I need more righteousness faith. No, you need more Jesus faith. But faith, I thought faith was centered in the word of God. Hey, we talked about that about an hour ago. Jesus is the word. Your faith is in Jesus. Who in here is a believer? What do you believe in? I believe in Jesus, my healer, my provider, everything, my dominion over sin, my hope for for a home in heaven. I'm not allowed to preach in here. Let's go. Let not your heart, this is uh, John 14, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. That word believe is faith. It's not hope. You believe in God. Believe also in me. See, the faith is in Jesus, is in God. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place. That's hope. Hope is a very good thing. I go to prepare a place is not faith. Because we're not there yet. I have a hope for the rapture. I don't have faith for the rapture. Because faith is now. Hope is looking forward. Has the rapture happened yet? No. In the Old Testament, the Jews had hope for a Messiah. They couldn't have faith because he hadn't come yet. You can only have faith in someone who is. So they had hope. They had faith in God. They trusted God. And their hope was for a Messiah to come. Now that the Messiah has come, we don't have hope in Jesus. We have faith in Jesus. We have hope in eternity. We have hope in the second coming of Christ. Faith is in a person. Hope is in something that's to come. Yes, ma'am. So if we are waiting on a promise to come to pass, do we have faith in the promise or do we have hope in the promise? You have faith in Jesus. And if you have hope in the promise, it's actually probably not. It's probably, if it's something already paid for, it's actually doubt. But we'll talk about that soon. Here's the promise. I would have told you, I go to prepare a place. This is hope. I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. This is all hope. He's talking about things. He hasn't come back for us yet, right? That where I am, there you may be also. That's my hope. I I want that. That's my hope. That's why I live the way I live. That where he is, I may be also. That's hope. What are we waiting for? Because... Before we can have hope for a home in heaven, we must have faith in Jesus Christ. So faith and hope cooperate. Faith and hope cooperate, but they are not the same. Faith says, I am already healed. Faith says, it is impossible for me to lack. Hope was never meant for what God has made available today. Hope is for the future. Hope is important. Hope is a reason for holy living. A reason for walking in love. The rapture hasn't happened. It is going to happen. This is hope. 
I can't receive the rapture right now. My heavenly body, my heavenly crowns, my enemies shamed, loved ones saved and with me in eternity. Well done, good and faithful servant. These are objects of hope. Colossians 1, 4 and 5. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. I'm going to read it again. We have heard of your faith in what? Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. You've already heard about this hope in the message of the truth, the gospel. The hope of heaven leads to faith in Christ. I give this analogy about for holy living about Thanksgiving. You wake up Thanksgiving morning. Our meal's always at 2 o'clock. Well, we say 2, but it's like 2.45. And there's this meal coming, and it's going to be a good one. There's turkey and stuffing, and it's getting close to lunchtime, so I won't go too far. And it's a good meal, one of the best of the year. And we don't mess around at my house. Everything from scratch. I do the baking. Simone does the turkey and the stuffing. I make the fresh bread. This year it was focaccia. I'm a good friend to have. <laughs> but what happens Thanksgiving morning? Who, who in their right mind is waking up and having the biggest meal Thanksgiving morning? You waiting. Waiting. I got a hope of this meal. This meal is going to be worth waiting for. And so it is with heaven. Heaven is going to be worth waiting for. So there's things on this earth that I skip out on because I live with the hope for eternity. My life is short. Grass withers and the flower, fl flower fades. All flesh is as grass. It's just a short time. I'm waiting. You know, part of a Christianity is waiting. I'm living a life of waiting. I'm waiting. I treat this day, this time on this earth differently than others because I have a hope laid up for me in heaven. My prayer every day is that the reality of heaven becomes more real to me so I can live in light of eternity. C.S. Lewis says, when a woman goes and tries a dress on in the store, the lighting is different. There's the electric lighting, and it makes everything look better. When you step outside, it can look different. So some people live their life in the electric light of this present age. I live my light in the light of the Son of Jesus, the Son of God. I live my light. My whole life is lived in that light because then I'll get a realization of what, what we're really living for. Let's move on. Faith and hope are distinguished by what is available now and what is coming. You can write that. Faith is, faith is based on what's available now. Hope is for what's coming. Yes, ma'am. Faith and hope are distinguished by what is available now and what is coming. Bible faith is laying hold of the unseen realm of hope and bringing it into the realm of reality. 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5, and then 20 through 21. 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5, 20 through 21. 
Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. A living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And into an inheritance. You see this, that praise God to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he's given us a new birth. So that's our faith in Jesus Christ. A new birth into a living hope. So we live a life of hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. That's our hope. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power. God, as part of his provision for us, has given us perfect protection. That's not a hope. Man, I hope I'm safe when I travel today. No, no, no. I am safe when I travel today. Because this is already paid for. Right? Who are shielded, who through faith are shielded by God's power unto the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you have, had, you have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, which is in Jesus, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you do see him now, you believe in him, which is faith, and are filled with an inexpressible glorious joy, for you are receiving, receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. It seems to contradict, but it doesn't. You receive your end result of your faith in Jesus Christ, which is the hope of our salvation of our souls. Obviously, we're born again now, but the end result is, is uh, eternity in heaven. Verse 20, he was chosen before the, before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him, you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. Your faith is in God as a person, and your hope is in God and what, he's gonna, what we're going to have when we go to see him. Jews had a hope of a Messiah, but couldn't have faith until he came. Our faith is in God, so we live a life of hope of eternity. We believe we will receive our heavenly home, the return of the king. For those of you who didn't catch it, that was a Lord of the Rings reference. For we through the Spirit... Wait, I don't know how I can fit uh, Bilbo into my um, teachings, but I will find a way. Galatians 5.5... 5, for we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness. What is, I'm going to ask a question. What is the hope of our present righteousness? This isn't the hope of a righteousness to come. This is we are righteous. What is our great hope? Don't overthink it. What are we living for? Wow, what are we hopeful for? Heaven, yes, thank you. By faith. So if we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness by faith, which is in Jesus. There is a hope of our righteousness. Hope is important. It produces righteous living. One more example um, this is, I don't know. I will tell you what it is. I didn't write it down. Um, and our preaching in vain, and maybe someone can tell me, your faith is also in vain, yea, and we are found false witnesses of God. So let me go down. So this is verse 19 of wherever I am that I'm reading. If in this life we only have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. If faith doesn't have a hope for the future, we are of all men most miserable. If after we die it fades to black and there's no afterlife, rather no continuance of life and eternal joy we are of all men most miserable if we don't stand before him to receive our reward hearing well done good and faithful servant enter now into the joy of lord we are doing all of this for nothing so hope is important it produces holy living jesus is coming back whether we believe it or not i want you to hear this hope isn't dependent on us faith we'll talk about it in a second is jesus is coming back whether we believe it or not hope stands by itself Hope is important, but hope is not faith. Hope, like faith, is on the unseen. 
Yes, please. Thank you. So that last verse I read was nine, uh, verse 19, 1 Corinthians 15. I should probably write that down. 1 Corinthians 15, 14 through 19. That one where I read, in the fitness life only, we have hope in Christ, we have all men most miserable. 1 Corinthians 15, 14 through 19. Um, hope is important, but hope is not faith. Hope like faith is on the unseen. People say, I want you to hear this, man, I sure hope God will do it. That's actually not hope at all. That's doubt. People say, man, I sure hope God will do it. I sure hope God comes through for me. That's actually not hope. That's doubt. I have absolute trust in God that Jesus is returning, but the date has not come yet. That's what makes it hope. I'm not saying, man, I sure do hope this Christianity things work out and that there's a heaven and there's a hell. That's not hope. That's doubt. Don't mistake doubt for hope. But don't hope for what you should have faith for. I'll say that again. Do not hope for what you should have faith for. Isaiah prophesied of the Savior. I'll let you guys catch up. I hear all the typing. Don't have hope for what you should have faith for. That's going to be on the test. Don't have hope. I need to mark it because now I said it. That's good. Don't have blank for what you should have blank for. That's what it's going to look like. That's literally it. Isaiah prophesied of the Savior, but couldn't have faith in him. Only when Jesus came could there be a faith in the Messiah, for he had come. So ask yourself this. And I'm going to give you, it's not an actual homework assignment, but I would encourage you to do this. Think for yourself. I've, I've done a lot of thinking and studying for this. So what has already come? Because then it becomes what is already mine? What has Jesus already paid for? What have I been hoping for that I should have faith for? Was he wounded for my transgressions or are we still waiting for him to take the whips? The whip on his back. Okay. Isaiah prophesied of the Savior, but couldn't have faith in him. So ask yourself what has come. Faith looks at the finished work of the cross and receives now what God has said. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Faith says, it is mine. I have it now. And this is a quote from the book. Hope is a good waiter, but a poor receiver. Hope is a good waiter, but a poor receiver. That will be on the test. Jesus is the healer. This one I want you to hear, because this is where we start to bridge the, bridge the gap a little bit. Jesus is the healer, whether we believe it or not. But, for it to become our reality, it takes our faith. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the savior of mankind, whether someone receives him or not. Doesn't change, because he doesn't change. But as far as them receiving, it's done by faith. I'm going to insert this in here, because I think definitions are very important. Faith has two parts. When I say faith, 
I want you to know that it has two parts. It's a matter of the heart, but it's also a matter of the hands, if you will. Faith, faith, the two parts of faith, you can write down there, is belief and action. According to the book of James, there is no faith without an action. So you can't define it as faith if there's not an action that goes with it. Faith is belief and action. Or as T.L. Osborne says, belief in action. That's faith. That's why it pleases God. Yes, sir. One of them, yep. That's how I got my wife. That's literally it. It dawned on me, I was in, I'm 32 now, I got married when I was 30. It dawned on me, I was sitting in church, and uh, I was like, well, um, my wife is alive. She's been born. I'm not waiting for her to be born. She's on this planet. If I'm 30, or tw- I was 29 at the time, I'm like, she, she better be here by now. I, I, don't, I don't know who she is. God does know who she is. So the problem's with me, not with God. And I like that sort of thing. Because in sales, if you blame it on everyone else, you'll never sell. The weather, Proverbs says, a lazy person says, there's a lion in the streets. Yeah, it doesn't look at his own laziness. So the problem's with me. And I said, okay, Lord, in one week, don't pray this prayer. I was, I was 29. If you're 18 and I hear you pray this prayer, Lord, in one week, I'm going to know who my wife is. <laughs> Two years. Oh, y'all can't even... Hey, now it's better. So I prayed some prayers that got me in trouble when I was younger. I said, Lord, don't let me, don't bring the right person into my life until I'm ready that I won't hurt them, that I'm too immature, that I'll hurt them. So spare them and just let me just wait till I'm ready. And so that's why there's a video online of my vows somewhere and um, you should see if you can find them. They're pretty funny. It's all in there. The story's in there. I do a whole spoken word to my wife during our vows. It's fun. I'm not going to take questions right now. Um, all right. Because I need to get through this. Otherwise, this is going to become too... Yes. Thank you. As long as I'm saying I believe God is going to heal me, I'm not in faith. I'm in hope. I'm leaving the action up to God when God already did it. I believe God is going to hear me. That sounds like faith. I believe God is going to going to hear me. God is going to. Now faith is. God is never future. He's the great I am. That's present tense. My mom was an English teacher. That's present tense. I believe God is going to heal me is not faith. It's hope. I'm leaving the action up to God when God already did it. It's not even biblical hope for biblical hope is waiting for something that God hasn't done yet. I believe God is going to heal me is actually doubt. Anything that points to the future or looks to the future is hope. It's not faith because faith is now. Faith says, I am rich, and in turn becomes generous to God's kingdom as an action. Faith understands that the blessing of the Lord makes one itch and adds no sorrow. Faith grasps those who are generous to the poor shall never lack. Faith takes that for its own now, given it will be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Therefore, faith doesn't worry about money because faith believes God's word more than what it sees. Does the Bible say Jesus was made... This is going to be two classes. That's okay. It's good. It's, it's, uh, I'm not even... Yeah. Let's pause. Jesus, did Jesus take lashes? If Jesus already took lashes, then I am healed now. 
And then I just have to ask, what's the corresponding action with that? And a lot of times, it's rejoicing, thanksgiving. Man, hallelujah. There's an excerpt that I'm going to read from, from Kenneth Hagin, but I'll read it tomorrow. But what if I don't feel healed? Perfect. That's why it's faith. <laughs> faith is contrary. My mom's calling me. Should I answer it? Faith is contrary to our senses. Faith is contrary to sight. But it doesn't look like anything's happened. Perfect. It's faith. Someone once asked, what's the opposite of faith? Doubt. Nope. The opposite of faith is sight. The moment it becomes sight, it's no longer faith. It's your reality. The antithesis of faith is sight. Close your eyes for a second. Faith is contrary. Faith says, I believe God's word more than what I see. Faith focuses itself on the fact that Jesus will never change. And it sets its eyes there and says, I will never look away from the word. Because circumstances will change, but this word will never change. Faith is actually a sight, but it's not natural sight. Faith is a sight of the spirit. We're going to get into that next class. What did we learn, class? <laughs> did that help y'all? Yay. So our faith is in Jesus. So you're a Christian. So you have faith that Christ died for your sins. You have faith that by him you're the righteousness of God. So you only have that hope of eternal life. You only live with the hope because of faith. So it's interesting because our, our hope of eternal life, when, we were pre when the gospel was preached to us, it was all centered around that, hey, I don't want to die and go to hell. People want, people want to act holier than thou and be like, my faith is... My faith, I mean, I, I do a lot of things because I refuse to go to hell. I saw someone say, you don't do the right thing because it gets the right results. You do the right thing because it's the right thing. And I said, no, I do the right thing because I will not go to hell. That's my reason. I want to be saved and I want to take people with me. This is why I live. Christianity is actually very selfish. Because I do not want to go to hell. I have selfish reasons for being a Christian. I refuse to go to hell. I also have selfish reasons for not hanging out with some people. I refuse to go to hell. I am one of the most selfish people I know. I refuse to go to hell. All I think about is what my life must be like so I will not go to hell. This is how I base my life. I make my decisions. So I wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and I pray and I get in the word and I study every day because I do not want to go to hell. And I want other people to go to heaven with me. So I organize my life like it's Thanksgiving Day every day. Amen. I'm waiting for that marriage supper of the lamb. I'm looking for that.